Welcome to Behind the Sash. I'm Elise Hudson, the 2017 and 2015 Newcastle Regional Showgirl. The Showgirl competition is the premier leadership program for young women. It is the search for ambassadors for rural and regional New South Wales, recognising contributions made by these women within their communities. In each episode, I will talk to a showgirl to share her story and experiences as part of the competition. This week, I'm joined by Caitlin Herbert, who is the 2017 Ugara Showgirl. Welcome, Caitlin, to Behind the Sash. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Elise. Where's Ugara and why should we come and visit? Okay, so Ugara is located in the central west of New South Wales and we're a small town surrounded by lots of larger towns such as Orange, Tara, Forbes and Parks. Ugara is well known for Nangar National Park and its primary production of dairy, beef, fatlands and granite, specifically the granite used in the build of New Parliament House is from Ugara. More recently, Ugara's events I think a lot attract visitors to the town, such as the annual Canola Cup, Gara Show, Anzac Day, and the mural painting weekend. The murals in Yagara recognise significant qualities of Yagara and significant past events, such as the sawmills, our shearing industry, Yagara's successful footballers, and our famous Fatland Hotel, which we unfortunately lost the fire. The murals attract a lot of people passing through the town, they take a moment to stop and have a read into the snap of our history. They really have helped beautification of our town and preservation of significant historical events in Yugara. So speaking of the murals, can you tell us about Yugara's most wanted mural weekend? So that is the mural painting weekend. So that attracts, in my opinion, that's probably our biggest weekend for attracting visitors. We get painters out and they spend a lot of their time painting new murals in the town. And as I said, it just increases the attraction of visitors to our town and it does make our town a lot more beautiful and historically significant. What are some of the highlights of the Yugara show? Yugara show is a great little show because I think we have something for everyone. At Yugara Show, we have all your typical agricultural side of things, such as cattle showing, sheep judging, wool classing, horse events, dog working dog events. But we also have a few rides every year. We have a sideshow alley. We have a demolition derby, which we're lucky to get through with a lot of insurance issues and things like that. We also have fireworks and the past few recent years, we've been having youth shows, particularly youth barrel racing, which I find attracts a lot of younger people to shows, which I know is a big issue around rural New South Wales at the moment. Young people become involved in the show industry. I've heard um, with some interesting sources that Yugara Show also has an arm wrestling competition. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> That's one of my favourite parts of Yugara Show, actually. So after the show finishes, after the fireworks, most people in Yugara head back to the bar, which is very typical of a small town. This year we had our arm wrestling competition. It involved a lot of yelling and a lot of shouting at work colleagues and relatives and (laughs) even people you didn't know. We were lucky enough to have, um, from my parents' company and property, we were lucky enough to have finalists in both the women's and men 
Comp and one of our girls at work to turn the win. So we were very happy. So speaking of your family, how have you and your family been involved over the years in the Yugara show? Um, I've been to Yugara show my whole life. I've grown up in Yugara. I entered in the pavilion pretty much every year as a child. Even though I didn't win every year as a child, we still went back and entered in. I've been in the cattle judging before as a child too. wasn't my thing, but still had a go. My mum and dad have also donated the steer a few times to the Get the Weight of the Steer competition in Yugara show. And previously, my grandfather was on the committee for Stokes. Why did you enter the 2017 Yugara Showgirl competition? I myself entered the Yugara Show competition to prove to local girls and women around Yugara it is possible to go off and get a good education and upon, upon returning to Yugara, have a successful career without having to relocate. Yugara is a typical small town in the respect that we do lose a lot of people my age and a lot of young women and girls to go off to the city to go to uni and they don't come back again. I entered myself to prove you can act as an ambassador to these young girls and it is possible to come back and be successful. Now that you are the Yugara showgirl, what are you hoping to do with the title? Um, pretty much exactly what I said. I hope to travel around a little bit. I'd like to go to, it'll be fun going to Zoned, but I hope mostly to use this title in the Yugara region more than anything to prove to girls around here that even though I don't work in Yugara, I have to travel to work in Forbes. I still live here and I'm still readily involved. You mentioned Zone and your final, Zone 6, is in February in Blaney. What excites you most about competing in the zone final? Um, I'm purely excited to meet all the other girls. And as the questions you're asking me today, I'm excited to ask other girls those questions, why they've entered and what they plan to do with the title themselves in their own town. Uh, so, Yugara, have you had a long history of showgirls or is it kind of difficult for Yugara to get them? Yugara struggles normally. We've had a couple of years where we haven't had any entrance in the Yugara Showgirl competition. This year, we were lucky enough to have three, which is a big amount of girls for the Yugara Showgirl competition. I'm hoping to change this. A lot of girls are scared of going in the Yugara Showgirl competition because they'll lose. I think even if you enter the competition and you don't win, you go away with so many qualities, your interview skills, your public speaking skills, it's really worth entering. So let's talk a little bit about you then. Why did you choose a career in oral health? Yeah, I get asked this question a lot. Um, <laughs> coming from an agricultural background, growing up on a farm in Yugara, I always wanted to be a vet as a child. That's what I wanted to do, working with animals. After doing some work experience with a vet, I realised how much I loved working with people too, and I loved seeing how new people every day, specific with children. I'm lucky as an oral therapist to treat children and adults all day, every day. I get to meet new people every day and make a significant impact on their health, particularly in a rural area where access is difficult. Can you give us an understanding of your involvement with the Outreach School Dental Health Awareness Program? Yes. Yeah, so 
Upon returning to Yagara, my first year after I graduated uni, I started up a school education program. This is to teach kids around the Yagara area, but I also have travelled with Rainfall and Parks and Ford, with Yerabong, a lot of other small towns, teaching kids about things as simple as how to brush your teeth, what good to eat in your diet, the difference between everyday foods and sometimes food, and the basic, the basic science behind tooth decay. I find a lot of the time when treating children, sometimes it is easiest to target the parent and the child together, but sometimes getting kids into the clinic in the first place is the issue. So travelling around school, I get to directly talk to kids and educate them. So did I hear that correctly, that you started this program yourself? Did you get any help with it or was it entirely your idea and your efforts? No, I had a lot of support from my boss at Fort Stanley Dentist. I also travel around with one of the dental assistants from work, the beautiful Tabitha, and we have our mascot who travels around with us, who's Poofy. Poofy is a giant tooth at the moment, so I was very lucky to have some support, but I wrote all the programs and organised it. The Herbert family is said to be the oldest farming family in Australia. Can you tell us about the family's connection with the land? Yeah, um, we were very lucky. The third person to have settled in Yagara was Edward Herbert, and we have lived on this property since settling here. I am sixth generation Yagara's farming family, and I think I can very much say I will be here for a very long time. I'm not interested in leaving my hometown. I love my Currently, your family owns two feedlots, which is an industry where women actually have a large presence. Why do you believe there's such a strong involvement of women in this particular industry? Um, I'm very lucky specifically for me to have my mum as one of my role models. My mum is very much involved in the feedlotting industry. She's president of the Australian Lot Feeders Association and she's involved in other boards and associations such as the Red Meat Advisory Council and local land services. Um, women in feedlotting, I think, have such a big presence because of people like my mum who have broken down the boundaries for access to this industry. At Gundamain Feedlot here at Yagara, so we have over 50% of our staff being female staff. We're very lucky that people have broken down the boundaries for them. So given that agriculture in general is such a male-dominated industry, what do you think we can do to try and support and encourage more women to be involved and be recognised and be a part of it? I think the answer to the question is in the question. I think it's mostly what we need to do is support other women, is stand up for each other and prove there is a place for women in agriculture. In your spare time, you enjoy travelling. What have been some of your best experiences? Just recently I got back from South Africa, which we were needing a family holiday as all of us kids are growing up and Dad was getting a bit scared he wasn't going to get another family holiday out of us. So South Africa was my choice. We went over due to the fact that Mum and Dad have a lot of friends from the feedlotting industry over there and they spent a few days travelling around to different feedlots outside of Johannesburg. But we also did a lot of safariing and as everyone knows, I love animals, so we got to see all the animals in Africa. I also 
one of my goals one day with my love for traveling is to travel to somewhere in a third world country and deliver dental work to children in need somewhere overseas. Anyone who's who has a Google of you will notice that you own two beautiful Dalmatians. Dalmatians aren't particularly known for being property dogs. So how did you get such a passion for them? Um, as a child, I was basically born into my love for Dalmatians. I had to watch 101 Dalmatians every day that I was home from school. And I said to my mum, I'm always going to have a Dalmatian when I grow up. Dad used to swear in the background and say, Dalmatians aren't work dogs. We can't have a Dalmatian on a farm. So as soon as I graduated university, I lined up my first Dalmatian and brought her home. Unfortunately, I have tried and they don't make good working dogs. They don't work well with cattle or sheep, but they make the best pets. Very, very energetic, so they do very well on And where does Caitlin see herself in the long term? I hope my future career is about entailing both my love for dentistry and the agriculture industry, specifically feedlots, feedlotting. My passion is for providing healthcare access to rural areas, particularly my hometown. In Saint as I said before, my mum is a big inspiration for me and role model for me. I hope to one day become, as she is, a significant advocate for women working in agriculture. Well, thank you very much, Caitlin, for coming on Behind the Sash and sharing a bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Elise.